Welcome to Beer Massive, a collection of good beer-centric conversation, interviews, editorials, reviews, and more from a collective of centrally like-minded yet individually opinionated good beer fanatics. From podcasts born in the present, or from our massive library of brewer interviews from years past, we hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do enjoy what you're here, please subscribe. Feel free to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on tap, at Massive Beers, or email us individually at massivebeers at gmail.com. A little bit of, uh, what do they call it, insight, retrospect, a little bit of uh, uh, going over the things and bits and the pieces of the year that was, and that is the Massive Beer Review Recap of 2017. This is one video. We're going to do five total. This is the first one I'm going to post. Um, and uh, we do this every year. Uh, we typically go through a couple different things. It, it usually changes every year. We don't do the same thing every year. Uh, it's typically a kind of a countdown to best of beer-wise um, uh, from what we what we do. We're going to have a little bit of a twist on the end of that this year. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, we're going to do five videos. We're going to do best of hops, that's this video. We're going to do best of malts. We're going to do best of funk. We're going to do best of shelfies. Usually did best bang for your buck. I've kind of driven that one pretty far. Even though I can still do it, but I'm going to go best with shelfies. Best of shelfies, I should say. I think that'll be a good one this year. And then we're going to go through our our uh, the best and worst trends that we saw in 2017. So that'll be the end video. This is the first one. This is your best of hops. This is basically going to go over any hop forward beers. Uh, it could be, you know what I mean, anything from, uh, you know, a barley wine to, um, you know, uh, IPAs to whatever. It's mostly IPAs. I think it is all IPAs. But anyway, and then we're just going to do that for each one of the uh, subsequent videos. You know, the malt ones, they could be barrel-aged versions of There could be barrel-aged version in this. We're not going to kind of... I used to kind of skew everything down or not skew or slice everything down to like, best barrel-aged version this and best that. Hops, malt, funk. can cover, you know, yeast and bacteria. Uh, funk and, uh, you know, my kind of thoughts on 2017. So anyway... Let's dive into it. Uh, this is a top ten for this one. We have no honorable mention. Some of the uh, other um, categories will actually have honorable mention. So you can see me kind of offsetting camera over here. You probably have some funky graphics or something if I don't get too lazy. Otherwise, you'll just watch me in a weird wonky camera. How funny is that? Okay. Keep in mind, too, this is beers I've reviewed in 2017. This isn't beers I've had. This isn't beers I've had previously. This is all the stuff that was posted. I shouldn't even say reviewed in 2017. This is the stuff that was posted in 2017 stuff that hit youtube in 2017 so keep that in mind first things first kick it off number 10 equilibrium's fluctuation double ipa i love that beer um i reviewed fluctuation um back i believe it was in february uh right around when they first opened i went back and grabbed a growler of it grabbed that and another one of their beers, it might be on this list, it might not. Hmm, foreshadowing, that's what we call that. Um, and uh, I was blown away. It was double IPA. It had that green lawnmower to your face thing that I love so much. New brewery, relatively close to me, kind of just blew up on the spot. And you've gotten quite big as of late. And it's funny because this is still the one that kind of echoes in my mind. This and another one of theirs that's going to be on this list. Um, that really just kind of ring in my brain when I think about um, Equilibrium and what they've done over the years. So as far as Hop Forward beers bring that nice kind of marriage of that new school New England juiciness with that kind of nice graininess um, that just 
kind of did it for me. So it was kind of fitting to kick that list off with this one. Uh, number nine was Trillium Brewing's Pocket Pigeon. Uh, it was an American pale ale, but a very tiny beer. It was a very subtle beer. Um, I reviewed that in midsummer. A co-worker of mine actually went to Boston and asked what he could do while I was out there, and I gave him all the beer spots. He ended up going to Trillium and asked him if I wanted anything. Came back with a couple of four packs, and and Pocket Pigeon was one of them. It was one of their little bird series. I believe I I uh, reviewed maybe one or two other of their uh, little bird series, uh, the, the Rooster one, I believe, maybe another one, but that one really did it for me. Uh, as far as a very tiny chuggable pale ale, it just had the perfect amount of what I want in hops to malt. And just it came off as literally what I would want in like a 30 rack of beer available to my local store. It's Trillium. They know what they're doing. They crush it when it comes to beer. Um, but, they, you know, I don't think a lot of people think of them that way when it comes to these kind of smaller kind of, for lack of a better word, boutique style kind of pale ales. And they really crush it on that one for me. I loved it. I drank way too many of them. I needed more in my life, but alas, time gets us all. Um, let's see. Number eight, Canada Jam. Don't really have a lot of Canada Jams, although I think last year I had Bronin's High Road on this list, uh, Hoppy Beers. This year we have a beer sent to me from Jacob from up north, and that is Dominion City's Sunsplit IPA. I love that beer. Um, it was sent to me, he sent it down to me with a couple different beers, and it was kind of one that he didn't really foreshadow sending me. And it came off to me like a marriage between an old-school New England-style IPA, kind of like a more like a, what did I, I think I ended up kind of associating with a kind of a Lawson's kind of Sip of Sunshine thing, but a, but a more New England-style, um, what we know today, kind of hazier version of that, the Canadian version of that. And it uh, looked kind of like this, and it was absolutely fantastic. Is brimming with flavor it was absolutely unique in its own self. And that's the thing, when I talk about it being reminded me of a couple different other beers, it reminded me of a couple different other beers, but it had its own soul. I've talked about that ad nauseum when it comes to beers. So it was just absolutely delicious, beautiful, bright. Sunsplit, baby. It was delicious. Um, let's see, what do we have next? Number seven, beers I only got recently. Uh, from a brewery I never had before, but apparently they're kind of king shit of fuck mountain apparently, and that's Hot Butcher for the World. It's their Craniac. Uh, it was a, it was a double IPA of theirs um, that I had very kind of Venice wine grapey vibes off of. The beer was one of the most interesting, one of the most funner because those are words beers that I've had as of late, and I never actually had anything from Hot Butcher. It's a Hot Butcher for the World is the name of the brewery. Never had anything from those guys before. It was sent to me by, I believe it was Jordan, if I mess names up in this, kill me, um, from out Chicago Way. He ended up sending me off a bunch of Chicago hops, and that and the two I had from them, I had their, um, the other one was the, dun-dun-dun, there it is. Um, and I enjoyed that quite a bit, but the Craniac really did it for me. And uh, it just, the way it married, kind of the way the hops played, combined with it had this really cool kind of wine, like, Chardonnay Venice thing going on. I just really get it for me. And and, and since then, you know, the, uh, either their PR guy or the brewers kind of reach out to me, and they've been super cool and just kind of rap with them every now and then in um, and, uh, Instant Messenger. And they've sent me off a couple other beers of theirs, but apparently they're in a couple of magazines, best new breweries of this year. So kudos to those guys. Me catching on very late in the season, but lucky enough, I had some of their stuff. So, yeah, super kill stuff. You can find yourself in Chicago proper definitely try to find some of their stuff um let's see number six russian ducks are r&d in 
D, R, D, R, and D. Let's put it that way. And it's their experimental edition of IPAs. And the Galaxy one is really the one that did it for me. Listen, there's no, you know what I mean, qualms about me not liking Rushing Duck on this channel. If you've watched my reviews from their malty stuff to their hoppy stuff, I'm quite a big fan. Um, but um, but Sands, maybe their Bruxter hoppy stuff tends to skew a little bit so um, kind of malty. The Bruxter is a bit kind of Belgian yeast-based um, kind of IPA. But that one, that RD&R that they did, um, was a lot like these kind of new school New England style IPAs. And they crushed it. The, the flavor and the kind of... Here's a word for you. Well-made ability. How about that? Um, just the, the, way, the way it was made, how it was cultivated, uh, uh, how it came off as far as just flavor and just cleanliness. Again, New England IPAs and cleanliness. It's kind of weird to say it that way, but the beer just kind of did it for me. Um, I love Rushing Duck. It's not because I love them that this beer is on this list. It's because they make beers like this. This is the reason why I love them. They do not rest in their laurels. They create and invent and try to do different things, even though the hazy New England thing isn't something new uh, for them to do their take on it and crush it so well. It's pretty damn awesome. Um, number five, King Sneak Box. Base. I had the Imperial Sneak Box. I think I had a, a, a dry hopped version of Sneak Box. Uh, listen, the Base Sneak Box is, to me, an all-time fantastical beer. Um, yeah, that beer is quintessential you know what i mean for what i want and of kind of a hot forward beer I, it's kind of a pseudo new england style ipa sure it's hazy and whatnot but it doesn't kind of just come off as just straight up sugar and fruit juice and hops put together it definitely has a bit of beef to it, it definitely has some malt going forward but it's just built so well uh, one of the things about sneak box that i think a lot and even some of these beers on this list might um, end up having issues with is time, you know, um, like there's some of these beers that just, just don't last. They're built for the short term. That's not Sneakbox. I've had Sneakbox months after it's been released longer than that. I've had people that are very kind of date centric people actually have it months later and be like, man, this beer holds up really, really well. So that beer, just from how it tastes to what it presents to how it holds up, just had to make it on this list because, uh, Shit's delicious. Um, anyway, and I think I reviewed that. I think the sneak box is actually called something else. I forgot what it was called. It was part of their experimental series. Then they named it sneak box, and I reviewed it again. So cheating a little bit here, but anyway. Ugh. Uh, so yeah, let's move on to number four. Number four, Treehouse. It's their er in perpetuity. Um, I love that beer. Love it. Uh, I only reviewed one this year. I don't know if they actually do. Um, the series, I, uh, they, I know they constantly release in perpetuity. I don't know if it changes. I don't keep up on the super kind of hop hipster bullshits of all that things and pieces and stuff. But what I do know is I reviewed it this year and I thought it was fantastic. It delved into that one thing I think was one of the big things this year that went on with hops, which is a lot of water nerdery. I think um, it just brought the kind of hops and malt mixture and yeast mixture that everybody's come to love from a lot of these breweries that crush it, the trilliums of the world, the tree houses of the world, but brought this kind of softness that a lot of this, these, um, for me, over over the top, and I want to say over the top, maybe um, world killer kind of beers bring to the table. Um, you see a lot of these beers on here, beers that really do it for me from a water standpoint, and uh, that beer absolutely crushed it for me. It was given to me by Joel, lives down the street, he just kind of propped it on my porch one day, cold day, 
so it didn't sit in the sun. And uh, it was just fantastic, so I had to put it on the list. Um, number three, a beer I reviewed about a week or two ago, and that would be a collaboration. You don't see a lot of collaborations on these lists, especially for me. And that was Conclave Brewing and Troon Brewing. It was their greatest trick the devil ever pulled. Um, it was given to me by Keith. Thank you very much, dude. Um, he, that beer was fantastic. I love Conclave. Uh, I like them. Love them. Somewhere in between. Let's put it that way. Um, I enjoy their beer. has been a brewery probably about three times. They're not too far away from a future wife's place. And I've had hoppy stuff. I've had malty stuff. I dig them quite a bit. Um, the Troon, on the other hand, I've been only been to their place once, but I've had a couple of their beers outside of that, and everyone has really done it for me. There's been ones that have been not, like amazing, but this one was fantastic. Um, it was like I said, it was given to me by Keith, and it, it, it was just kind of he plopped it on me. He said, "Hey man, I got this uh, Troon, you know, Conclave Lab uh, IPA," and he's like, "Do you want to review it?" And I said, "Hell yeah." And just the way it came off, it came off like a lot of these, again, the Trillium Treehouse of the Worlds, the ones that do these kind of, these New England style IPAs, right? It came off um, similar to those, but it had its own kind of um, vibe to it. It had its own kind of um, soul to it. That it, it, it was their own beer. Even though it was a collab, you want to be like their own, that's singular. Um, it just, it was super tasty. Super drinkable, super chuggable, super vibrant, super in your face. It had a lot of different things going on. And uh, I just loved it from the get. And uh, to see two breweries kind of right next to each other in the middle of Jersey, collab on something so beautiful. Man, that was fantastic stuff. So I had to get on the list. Get down to the end. Number two. Other half. It's their double dry hopped Mylar bags. Listen, I love that beer. I have given other half, not shit, but... I haven't gushed over them um, like most people do. And uh, for good reason. Um, for, uh, let's rewind it. For a long time, for good reason. I thought a lot of their Hop Forward beers were kind of neutral or in the middle. Um, you, you, they were tasty. I think they have grown, though, quite a bit over the past year or so. And they've kind of brought this kind of extra gear this extra level um to their to their beer making not just the hop aspect of things but their barrel aging their maltier beers and uh and yeah this is kind of the quintessential double ipa for me i've had it several times this year and i reviewed it this year and i thought it was absolutely 100 percent fantastic um just gave me everything i wanted in an imperial double ipa plus more you know what i mean it just from from Everything, uh, sweetness balancing with the uh, the hoppiness, that greeniness, everything about it, absolutely fantastic. It probably should have been number one on this list since one beer that really kind of just blew my titties off this year, and that was Equilibrium Brewing's Photon. I had that beer uh, when they did their first batch of it. I got a growler of it, and I reviewed it, and... I think my quote on it is like, I could drink fucking 35 of these or something like that. Or 73 or 69 or, I definitely didn't say 69 because it's a G-rated channel, but um, I love that beer. Um, it honestly was in in the running, or I shouldn't say in the running, on par with a lot of these kind of beers towards the top of that list. You know, that true Conclave collab, the Double Dry Hop Mylar bags. It was as in, impactful as vibrant as um what's the word i'm looking for uh just i don't want to say impactful because impactful is outside of what i want to say um memory inducing 
when I make these lists, and I should have said this towards the beginning, um, it's this, this is not scientific stuff. I basically skimmed through all my reviews. I printed them out, actually, and skimmed through, and I deleted ones I know I didn't want to put on a list, and I whittled it down, and then kind of did that by memory. I didn't go watch any of the reviews to kind of recap on anything. I just let my memory do the calling of, of what I loved in these beers and be like, I remember that. Holy shit, I remember that beer game being fantastic. I think that's probably the most democratic way to do it because I can go through the reviews and see how I react. Fine, I might miss some stuff, but I think the ones that last in your brain are the ones that really, truly did impact you. And Photon did that at a very low ABV. You're talking about a sub-5% beer that just sung and was beautiful and just was full of flavor, hop flavor, and just beautiful that water nerdery thing I was talking about was soft, impactful, um, juicy for what it was at, and just balanced but hazy. It was a kind of a uh, riddle wrapped in an enigma, for the lack of a better word, and it just did it for me. And it's actually a beer I've chased since then. Um, they've released a couple different variants, and maybe it's that whole last year's was better kind of mentality. I don't think it is. I try to stay away from that. But I've had some ones that have been like, okay, it's still, it's tasty, but it's not like that first, that first love, that first hit of that drug that is so fantastic. And uh, it's been, it was one of the, the best, if not, if I was going to do my best of the best list, which I'm not going to do this year, um, it was one of the best beers I had all year. Um, just the combination of flavor with low ABV just did it for me. So that's my number one on the list. Equilibrium Photon. Congratulations, Equilibrium 2. I actually began it with Equilibrium, ended it with Equilibrium. For me, that kind of is a, is a nice closure for the year because it's kind of how I started my year. Um, you know what I mean? Um, you kind of ended up, those guys owned, opened right around January and they're just starting to come into their own or they're definitely coming into their own. They're just getting bigger and bigger now. So, yeah. Nice little list there. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Again, like I said, this is what I've been exposed to, what I reviewed this year. These are the hops that really did it for me. Um, what do you think? Uh, did I miss anything? Do you watch a bulk of my reviews and be like, hey, man, I remember you loving this beer and leaving it off this list. Do you agree with me? Do you hate it? Whatever. Are you pissed off because you can't get these beers? Whatever. Down there. Right. Tell me if you hated them or not. Um, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed enjoyed watching me review all these beers this year. I had a blast reviewing them. So um, I wouldn't do this if it wasn't for you guys. So I absolutely tip my cap to you guys for watching. Uh, keep it on this. Um, pushing me to uh, keep doing this and drinking some beers and yammering in the camera and all that fun stuff. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this recap. Hopefully you enjoyed some of these hop this, hops this year. Hopefully you enjoy all the other year-end review things. And hopefully see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>